So tomorrow, we are going to celebrate the 246th birthday of our nation. We're going to celebrate our freedom. And I don't know about you, but every time I say that, uh, I can't help but think of that speech in Braveheart. You know, William Wallace is giving this rousing speech, and he ends it with, they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. It's like word association for me. You hear freedom, that's what I think about. I don't know if anybody else does that, but um, that's the way my brain works. But, you know, tomorrow I'm going to celebrate that freedom with my family. We'll probably have some burgers, maybe even some brats. Uh, I will watch a different Mel Gibson movie. I will watch The Patriot. And then I'm going to find a nice place to sit down and watch the fireworks show that's put on by someone in our neighborhood who always goes big every year. You know, but have you ever wondered why we celebrate on the 4th of July? July 4th, 1776 was not the day that we achieved freedom. It wasn't the day that the Revolutionary War started or ended. The the war had actually started over a year before, in April of 1775, with the shot heard around the world at the Battle of Concord and Lexington. The war didn't end, well, it basically ended in 1781, when Washington defeated Cornwallis at the Battle of Yorktown. But it didn't officially end until the signing of the Treaty of Paris in 1783. But we don't celebrate any of those dates. July 4th, 1776 was the day that the final draft of the Declaration of Independence was adopted and made public. The 4th of July is the day that our founding fathers chose freedom from tyranny. You know, and we enjoy some unprecedented freedoms because of that choice. So between the barbecues and the fireworks tomorrow, take a moment to reflect on the impact of those choices and the truth about freedom. That truth is contained in the preamble of the Declaration of Independence. It says that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are, bestow- they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The truth is evident. Liberty, freedom, it comes from the creator. Fifty-six of our America's founding fathers basically made a declaration of independence from Great Britain by declaring their dependence on Almighty God. And if there was any doubt of that, I want to share a couple of quotes from John Adams. John Adams was the representative from Massachusetts. He served two terms as Washington's vice president before being elected as our second president. And he said that the Declaration of Independence laid the cornerstone of human government on the first precepts of Christianity. He basically said that the principles of Christianity served as the basis for the foundation of our nation. A year before the Declaration of Independence was written, he said this. He says, we recognize no sovereign but God and no king but Jesus. You know, John Adams and the other 55 signers of the Declaration of Independence were men of strong convictions. 
They put not only their freedom and their lives on the line, but also that of their families. They put their fortunes on the line. And you know what? Bold convictions like that can only come from clearly understanding the truth about freedom. True freedom is not found in the colors. It's found at the cross. True freedom is not found in a place. It's found in a person, Jesus Christ. And Paul talks about true freedom in his letter to the Galatians. In chapter 5, the very first verse, he says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Christ will truly set you free. And Paul reminds us to make sure that we stay free by choosing freedom over enslavement to the law. Don't be shackled by legalism, is what he's saying. Following the rules is not how we find freedom. It's not how we find salvation. The law can only point out our need for a savior. The law is not the key to freedom. Christ is. In Christ, we are, we are free from the oppression of legalism, but we are also free from the penalty of sin. We are free of the power of sin. But having said that, that is not a license to sin. Being free of its penalty and being free of its power is, does not mean that we can use that freedom to indulge ourselves. Because when you choose to indulge yourselves, you're really choosing enslavement to those sinful desires. Freedom in Christ doesn't give us the freedom to live selfishly. It's to live unselfishly. That's what Paul says a couple of verses later in verse 13. He says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Paul says not to use your freedom to satisfy your desires. And in that, he implies that we have a choice, right? Freedom in Christ is a choice. Paul encourages us to use that freedom to serve, not to sin. And serving in love is why we are free. Peter will echo that same sentiment in uh, 1 Peter um, 2.16. He says, For you are free, yet you are God's slaves. So don't use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. You know, it's kind of weird to talk about freedom and serving and slaves in the same sentence. But think about it like this. No matter how free we are, we are still enslaved to something. We still fall under the the guidance, the direction, or the control of something. There are laws and customs and social convention, accepted behaviors. But what Peter and Paul are saying is that we have a choice. True freedom as a Christian means being a slave to God. Our founding fathers made a choice. They declared their independence by declaring their dependence on God. 
You know, we have that same choice. We need to follow that example and declare our independence from sin by declaring our dependence on God. You know, we need to seek what, what God has for us, not seek to indulge our own desires. Because a, a life enslaved to sin may give you short-term pleasure, but it leads to death. As a slave of God, you get holiness and righteousness that lead to eternal life. That's the trade-off. Momentary pleasure or eternal, eternal peace. In Romans 6.22, Paul says, But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do the th- those things that lead to holiness and result in an in- eternal life. Being free in Christ means we are free from sin's power and from sin's penalty, but it doesn't mean we no longer sin. It means we're no longer slaves to sin. We're no longer controlled by sin because we no longer belong to sin. We belong to God. And that's the truth about freedom. I love what John writes in John 8.32. He says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You know, knowing that truth is the, it results in genuine freedom. But you also have to understand that there is a price to be paid for freedom. We've all heard it before. Freedom is not free. Thomas Jefferson once said that the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. The cost of freedom is high. A price has been paid for the freedoms that we enjoy. You know, I'm proud to have worn the uniform and done my part to protect those freedoms, but I am even more honored to have stood in the shadow of the men and women who came before me, who answered the call to defend our freedom. Many have shed their blood and even more have given their lives to ensure that our freedoms are not infringed. The true freedom we're talking about also has a cost. In Hebrews 9.22, it says, For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Knowing the truth will set you free. And true freedom is found in forgiveness. And forgiveness requires the shedding of blood. You know, there's no greater symbol of life than blood. Many have shed their blood and given their lives to keep freedom alive in this country. Jesus shed his blood. He gave his life so that we could be free. So that we could have not just life, but eternal life. The cost of freedom from sin is very high, but the price has been paid. Because, you know what, freedom is not free, but freedom is guaranteed. John 8.36 says, so if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. That freedom will never falter. It is guaranteed. Jesus was the perfect, blameless, sinless sacrifice for all. 
price of that freedom has been paid in full. And because it has, so who the Son sets free is free indeed. Tomorrow we will celebrate our freedom as Americans. And whatever your celebrations look like, wherever the holiday weekend takes you, I just want to encourage you to remember the truth about freedom. True freedom is found in Christ. It required a heavy price to be paid because freedom isn't free. But since Jesus paid the price, that freedom is guaranteed to everyone that will know him, love him, and follow him. You know, it's, it's easy to picture God waving an American flag on the 4th of July. But, you know, he is not just the God of this nation. He is the God of all creation. Now, we have been blessed in this country, to be sure. And we should remember those blessings every day. This Independence Day, take a moment just to consider how God has blessed us but also think about why God has blessed America. I'll share another quote from John Adams because he thought that the answer was in the very destiny of America. He said, the destiny of America is to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to all men everywhere. You know what, this country is far from perfect. But that makes sense because it's made of imperfect people. And as imperfect as we are, carrying the gospel of Jesus Christ to all men everywhere is still something that we strive to do. Our team, our mission team just came back from Tanzania. You know, the problems are not stopping us from sharing the gospel message. You know, and when I read these quotes from some of our founding fathers, I realized that they, they created this incredible legacy for us to carry on as a nation. But there was one quote that stood out in particular. It was from Patrick Henry. Patrick Henry was the first governor of the state of Virginia. He was also a lawyer, an amazing orator, and a patriot. He was best known for his give me liberty or give me death speech. But listen to what he said about his legacy. He said, my most cherished possession I wish I could leave you is my faith in Jesus Christ. For with him and nothing else you can be happy. But without him and with all else you'll never be happy. You know what, freedom is an amazing thing. But without God's forgiveness and without faith in Jesus Christ, you can't have true freedom. That freedom is a choice. Our founding fathers chose freedom. Will you choose freedom? Will you seek God's forgiveness? Will you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Would you guys bow your heads and close your eyes? You know, Jesus said that he was the way, the truth, and the life. He's the truth that will set you free.
But you have to know him in order to know freedom. You have to know him to know eternal life. You have to know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, but also that he rose again. Jesus will forgive you of your sins and give you eternal life. And we all have to choose to no longer be slaves to our sin. We have to turn to him. We have to trust him as our Lord and Savior. To let Jesus give you the freedom that only he can give. And you can do that this morning. You can do that by praying this prayer with me right where you sit. Just pray, Heavenly Father, this morning I choose freedom. I choose Jesus. I want to be the free of the power of sin. I want to be a slave to you. I repent of my sin. I turn to you. I ask for, for your forgiveness. And I put my faith in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died for me so that I could be free. And I want to spend the rest of my life free to live my life for you. And I just thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for my freedom. If you prayed today for that freedom, if you prayed to ask for God's forgiveness, to put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you prayed for true freedom, would you just let me know and raise a hand? Wherever you are, when you put it up, you can put it down. Father God, I just thank you for the truth of your word. I thank you for the truth that sets us free. Father, I just pray that you'll continue to, to work in each of us, to live free in Christ, and to share that freedom in Christ with everyone everywhere. God, I pray that you will continue to bless this country, to remind us of that destiny that John Adams spoke of, to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to all men everywhere. Lord, I pray you'll bless this country, but more so I pray you'll bless everyone here. I pray that we will seek your will and that you'll, we will glorify you with everything that we do. And I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.